Hello and welcome to season two of the Interzeta film. This season is called Quality Imports. I'm your co-host uh, Rajiv Mishra. And I'm your other co-host Andy James. And today we're talking about The Evil Dead 2013. Let's go! This is the N to Z of film. With Andy and Rajiv. And we're back. Andy, you have a synopsis for us. Uh, yes, so Evil Dead, the remake of the Sam Raimi classic. Bunch of teens head off to a cabin in the woods, summon evil, all die. <laughs> I think that pretty much <laughs> okay, so sums it up. You, I thought you were going to read out a synopsis, but that's, that's pretty no, much it. That's, no, all, no, that's no. all they need. It's all yep. they need. You're true. Okay, so, so this film, I've, um, uh, oh. I'm going to do the I'm going to do the money thing first of all. Uh, a budget of seventeen million, made in New Zealand. This is why we're talking about it. Shot, uh, we yeah, can make things here for the cheap. Entirely in a studio. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, there's, 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 there's fire shots at the start. Uh, yeah. Worldwide gross of ninety-seven point five million dollars. This was a massive hit. Opened oh, at number yeah. one at the US box office. So, wow, good stuff, team. <laughs> <laughs> good good job all yeah um so good is that the money stuff covered then that's it that's all i want to talk about all right i don't really care about money stuff but people have said so there you go okay jolly good uh let's get into talking about the rest of it which i i i did not like this film at all is it because uh, it's not really an evil dead film is that the reason um it's weird it feels kind of like, oh, this is, and I think this is the thing that, okay, so, The Evil Dead, the classic Sam Raimi film with Bruce Campbell, which um, is more of a straight horror than Evil Dead 2, which is the film that everyone typically thinks of when they think Evil Dead. I love that film. Evil Dead 2 is, is, is a favorite. Yeah. perfect mix of horror and comedy and gore and wacky stuff happening. And is also not really a sequel, but anyway, we'll talk no, about that. No, it's like a sequel remake. <laughs> yeah, thing. yeah. And then yeah, Army of Darkness just gets totally crazy bonkers, um, which I kind of, which I kind of really dig. Um, that was my introduction to Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell. So I have a, I will always have an affection for that film, even though a lot of a lot of horror fans are like, this isn't a horror film because it's not. No, but I love that film. It's a fantasy yeah. film with. It is a fantasy film. Skeleton armies and. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but. I th- this remake really pushed me the wrong way. Really? Okay, we'll, we can get yeah. into that. Should we, should we just talk about the filmmakers first, just briefly? Um, so Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, and Bruce Campbell, who were the originators of the original Evil Dead back in the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, are producers on this, right? Uh, so it's all it's kind of like a family affair in that way. But they brought in this new director, uh, Uruguayan Fidi, Fidi Alvarez. Yeah. That's how I pronounce his name. Uh, who made this awesome short film called Panic Attack? Did you ever see that? Uh, no. The 2009 computer animated thing where uh, CGI robots uh, attack Montevideo, the capital of Uruguay. It's great. It's told from like a child's perspective. It's awesome. Short. It's available online. Highly recommend watching it. If you didn't like this, I think you'll like that, Andy. That'll be your speed. Yeah, well, um, his next film looks quite cool. Don't Breathe. Don't breathe. Yes. Yeah, also, yeah. Um, with his lead in Evil Dead, Jane Levy, uh, and Stephen Lang as a blind vet. Yeah, it looks they awesome. Rob and it looks super scary and <laughs> crazy. Yeah, 
So, so I, I think it's funny because the film didn't fire a hundred percent for me, but I think the talent is really good. Like, uh, and they got Diablo Cody to apparently Americanize the script because I guess he wrote it in his native tongue. Uh, and of course, we all love Sam Raimi and Rob Tappet. We love their stuff. Um, and yeah, the interesting thing with Sam Raimi and Rob Tappet, of course, is that they have quite a connection to New Zealand going back quite some years. years. Yeah, back to the nineties. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's. Those um, I can't remember if they were behind Hercules' The Legendary Journeys, yes. but they were certainly behind Xena. No, no, of course they were. They were behind all of that. That's I thought thing. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah it would yeah. make sense because Xena being a sort of spin-off of Hercules. And of course, yeah. Lucy Liu was married to Rob Taper. She's a Kiwi, yeah. yeah. This is, this is, our, this is our, uh, our trivia part of the, the show. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, but I do. I mean, like, those guys are, like, my favorite guys. Like, I love, I loved, like, Dark Man. I love Sam Raimi stuff. Like, I mean, Darkness, Spider-Man, of course. These, these, are, these are my favorite things. But, yeah, they have a long history of making stuff here. Uh, Hercules, Xena, uh, the young Hercules with the young Ryan Gosling and Tino Corman. Uh, a long forgotten show that I don't think anyone really remembers called Cleopatra 2525. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which was like a weird future, that was a thing. the future sci-fi thing with like descendants of Cleopatra and fighting their resistance force against some sort of fascist future state. Sure, um, uh, Jack of all trades, in which Bruce Campbell plays like a, a revolutionary, a French revolutionary era um, spy in like French Polynesia for George Washington. <laughs> Crazy concept ideas. Um, the Boogeyman series of horror films. Uh, more recently, Legend of the Seeker, Spartacus, and of course. One of uh, I've been talking to Andy. One of Andy's new favourite shows, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. That's right. Which I want to get into talking to a little bit more. I think when we're talking about this remake, because they are so closely tied together. Kind of, I guess. I mean, this was 2013, so it's a little while back. And um, I do wish the end of the film did play into the Evil Dead. Like, I mean, you don't have to go into the plot dynamics. It's kind of basic. Kids go into the wood and scary stuff happens to them. And one of them survives. Spoilers, everyone. Um, uh, but at the very end of the credits, Bruce Campbell turns up, right? The very end. Oh, you didn't, you didn't watch I the didn't watch the end of the credits. I was done with it. <laughs> at the very end, it's a silhouette of Bruce Campbell turns to the camera and says, Groovy. Oh, fuck off. And that's it. And oh, I was like, oh, wouldn't it have been what? cool if Mia had turned up to his house in the woods at the very end of the film? That would have been better. But you can wish oh, it didn't happen. So it's, a, it's a weird... I don't like that at all. That's <laughs> yeah, like no, why did that happen? <laughs> completely wrong to the rest of the film. <laughs> I know, it is. But that's, but that's a That doesn't make any about. sense at all. The Necronomicon <laughs> used in the remake is vastly different to the Necronomicon used... In the original and the well, you Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Well, you TV did not show. watch the end credits at all because over the end credits is the voiceover of the original scientist that discovered the Book of the Evil Dead, the original movies. You know, the voice, the tape yeah. recordings that he made. Oh. So, okay, so we've talked about that briefly. Can you explain to me, because I didn't understand this at all, the very beginning of the film, right, is shown there's another woman that gets killed. They all look interchangeable, they're all covered in blood, so I don't know who the hell anyone is. Because it starts with this woman tied to a... Well, she's running through the woods and they capture her and they tie her to the post, which is oh, under yeah, the house, right. right? Yeah. And then she gets killed by her dad. Now, I, I didn't understand that. I, I was like, oh, is that... Is her dad the guy that discovered the Book of the Dead? I didn't get that. Also, who sure are those other on. random... Hillbillies. Or hillbilly-type people? And how come they didn't come back to help out when these dickheads read the book aloud? Oh, I know who they are. They're uh, a whole bunch of New Zealand actors is who they are. That's, that's <laughs> great. Rednecks. But 
<laughs> Their characters. The only, the only New Zealand the, actors in the entire movie. The characters <laughs> aren't New Zealand actors playing no, Hillbilly. No, no, no. I don't know. It was, that backwards. whole opening was very confusing, especially when I was because I did watch the end credits and they were do it. They did from the original Sam Raimi film. They had the voiceover of the guy that discovered the Book of the Dead, and I was like, oh, is that supposed to be who it was at the start? I didn't understand. Especially because the the Mia's family, the lead characters oh, man, in the movie, I they have a history with the woods. They have a history oh, with that cabin, yeah, don't it's they? Yeah, their cabin. Honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I think there's just too much struggling with the mythology. Yeah, yeah. Going on in the I, film, sort of. Uh, yeah, it's trying to be its own thing whilst also calling back to the original films. And it doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. Do I you think. think? Do you think there's a weird tone that doesn't work? They, yep. They're trying to mix the slapstick with the serious. Yep. And they're so not doing it either. Work. These, and they're not doing either well, are they? Because Alvarez is really going for the gore. Super gory. It's really gross. Um, <laughs> so if you're a gore hound, totally, totally your thing. I'm not a big gore hound anymore. I don't really dig that kind of stuff. But if you are, it's there. Great. Um, but so he's doing this kind of super serious version of the story mm. um, with possibly wanting to or trying to say something about drug addiction, but then having to also have in all these weird callbacks to the original set of films, it's the chainsaw, it's, um, the tree rape, jeez Louise, um, and the weird evil force going through the forest. Uh, yes, that's, that is the sound. That's a very good yep. intimidation of the sound. Um, were you in the film? Was that you? Um, no. Yeah, that was my voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's weird. I, like, uh, I, I've got my notes here. I'm like, it's weird how... I love I love uh, Evil Dead too. I hate I hate doing this where I'm like oh, but he's he's made a remake, so I guess we we we're well entitled to do that. But well, I guess uh, it's a remake that again, it's a remake that has so many callbacks to the original. Yeah, and we're recording this just after um, another major remake has come out of the cinema, Ghostbusters. That's right, and I think that film is also hobbled by its um, attempts to call back to the original. Sure, but, but with a thing, with a film it's, like that, it's it's hu- it's you, you, it, t- it carries you because it's funny, you know. It's, yeah. You just have a good time with it, so it's it's a different sort of thing. It's it's a weird one because you know there's all these there's all these callbacks, and the thing that gets me is it doesn't it, the tone is we talked about this before, but the tone is flawed because you've got these people this um, Mia's character trapped under the floorboards and and essentially reading lines that are pretty freaking funny to be honest, like. I'll eat your soul and yeah. you know, fuck your sister and the cunt and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, I don't know what that, that stuff is. And you know, it's, it's over the top and gross. And what she's saying is, is, is gross, but it's funny because of the way that like, no one would say this thing. It's, it's a weird, yeah, funny well, it's, it's mix. It's like um, Ted Raimi in the evil dead too. Swallow your soul, swallow your soul. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something a little bit campy about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it doesn't marry with that very serious tone that he set out to do the um the drug stuff i thought was fantastic but then didn't go anywhere yeah you know i thought it was a really good idea so people that may not have seen the film completely dropped yes the whole thing is they're in the they're in the woods to so mia can can dry out from her drug addiction she throws her drugs down the 
well and then she has she's the first person that has the weird uh interactions with the the demons and stuff that no one believes her because they think she's already withdraws which is great that, that's a yep. great idea fantastic idea i love that idea and it just didn't go anywhere <laughs> so no, it was as soon as she's possessed it's kind of dropped and she's also possessed in a really weird way it's the well uh, yeah um and this is going into some of the weird gender and sexual politics that seem to be going on in the film um not intentionally i think but uh, definitely there she's chased through the forest by the Whoa, evil <laughs> yes yeah yep. before being caught up in some vines and then has in true some... right, like the original series <laughs> yeah but which is you don't need that callback really in your remake frankly um but it's this the weird demon girl that spews up some black gooey vine Slime. stuff so who's she and then that's, so she's kind of impregnated with the evil, so it becomes another weird thing. And it's yeah. all the women that die off first as well. That's true, that's true, that's true. And she starts, like, oh, so... Yeah, and when uh, the specky git who read the words aloud, when it's his <laughs> what girlfriend... What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. He deserved every single bit of pain that came his way. For for readers that haven't seen listeners who haven't seen the film, I'm hoping you've all seen it. But he's going through the. They find the book of the dead in the well, basement. They f- no, he- they they first of all they find the basement where the first girl was burned at the stake, and it's got creepy animals hanging up everywhere. <laughs> and then he finds this book of the dead wrapped in like a plastic garbage bin bag. Yeah, and barbed wire. And barbed wire. <laughs> yep, gotta t- gotta have fantastic. a read of that. Great design, yeah. But not only not only does he open it up and read it, like all the like it's literally all the pages say, "Do not read this book. Don't do read not this continue. Stuff. Don't read it Don't, do this. Don't read it aloud. And, and then what does he do? It. Oh, he finds a page where uh, maybe a page has been ripped out. I can't remember. But then he does a pencil rubbing to find out what words were written there, so he can exactly read them aloud that. like a like a knobhead. I know that's the sort of thing where I'm like, oh well, oh. I guess I'm not a horror guy, so I guess that's fine. You know, people people no. are used to it. No, I watched. Um, I watched. Um, you know, we saw Cabin in the Woods, and I love yep. Cabin in the Woods, and I feel like that does interesting stuff, and I feel like this isn't doing anything interesting. Exactly. Uh, but I don't know. I could be wrong because I'm not a horror guy. It feels like yeah, it's not doing anything interesting. Yeah, but you're a film guy. Yeah, but I don't watch enough horror films. I, I talked to my friend, you know, no, Dan, it, Dan. Yeah, but Dan, if this guy's he thought, a complete. He's a complete fucking idiot for doing that. <laughs> it's going so far past, like the. I can't remember if it's the original Evil Dead or Evil just Evil Dead Two now. The evil comes because Ash is plays the recording. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But but we accept Ash is like an idiot, right? Like he's like he's like a dopey fool. So it's kind of fine, and it plays into that. Whereas well, it's also I feel he, like he's like there's this random recording. What does this play? It's not yeah. <laughs> snipping off the barbed wire, taking off the wrapping, reading through the pages, making a pencil rubbing, and then reading it aloud. There's far too yeah. many steps. I know, but I think I think that the whole thing was that oh, it's and and it was. I laughed out loud, and I and I thought, oh, that's funny. What an idiot! But then it doesn't work because his character before that point is presented as smart. Like he's like, oh, you know, your sister, you know, she did she didn't last through the last time we tried to clean her out, and he's like this sort of voice of reason. And then he does this thing with the book that's nonsensical. <laughs> doesn't work, right? It's just... I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's stupider than 
we think it's super stupid because we know he's going to summon evil, so he's going to be doing something dumb anyway. But I think it takes it so far past that. Yeah, no, that you're it right. It breaks the. It doesn't but I just I wonder if it's enough. just like well, this is what horror the horror genre does. We we need this thing to happen, so this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, but you don't need to make it as ridiculous as that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm just laughing. That scene made me laugh. Like I was like, I was laughing. Uh, oh, I was that watching scene this. just made me throw my hands up in the air. <laughs> Literally I, threw my hands up. I was watching this with my wife, and it was like the opening scene where she gets captured and taken away, and there's barbed wire and dead cats, and she had to leave. And I was like, fair enough. It's gross and weird. Mm-hmm. And then I was laughing at that, reading the book, the lines of that scene, and she came to see what I was laughing at. That was I was literally laughing out loud, so loud she could hear me from the other room. So I'm not entirely sure if that was the intention of the filmmakers. I don't know, but well, it's not a film with a mini. Uh, no, I don't think that was purposeful. I don't okay. think there are purposeful comedy beats. It's hard to tell. Well, at the, least the, not in the, the in the first bit of it. In the last bit, where it's the one girl is left fighting the evil. There's a couple of almost comedy beats that are like over-the-top gory or callbacks to the original films that you kind of go, yeah, the, like the big um, crowd-pleaser moments when she gets the chainsaw. And she gets the chainsaw, yeah, yeah. yeah. The car flips over and she has to tear her own hand off. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> tear her own hand off, that's so good. Yeah, uh, that was a like, bit that I quite enjoyed, but... That's did, the kind I, did of, also like, feel... I think that's the kind of gore I can handle. It's kind of more cartoonish yeah it's it's i feel like the movie is 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 um trying to be mean-spirited and i don't really appreciate that and then when it's funny it's kind of more enjoyable but then it doesn't gel with the rest of it no that was and that was why i was turned off it so hard and so fast because it felt so mean yeah, it's, a, it's weird, because if you watch the original Evil Dead, there's a lot of stuff in there, and I don't necessarily think it's mean, but it is kind of serious, and I feel like the filmmakers are, like, pushing you to be, like, they're trying to go, look how look how much gore there is, isn't this great? Well, and that, it was a different sort of thing as well with that, because it was a low-budget, you know, kids out in the woods just wanting to push it as far as they could to get noticed sort of thing, right? Yeah. Whereas and this, this is a remake. It's a studio film. It's got yeah. It's a, it's a corporate product. Eh? It. It's like a corporate product. So it's missing that. It's missing that sort of joy, joy de vivre, that, that they joyous had that adventurism yeah. almost. Yeah, and then Evil Dead Two pushes the other way, where it's like, isn't this funny? Like, mm. you know, we're having a lot of fun, and we're trying, really trying to shock you with how gross it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy and bizarre with the line. Whereas this is yeah. like, I'm not entirely sure what the line is. Like, I'm like, yep. There's a lot of gore and it's fucking gross and I don't know what it doesn't feel entertaining, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not entertaining. Yeah, okay. It's not entertaining. Yeah, so it's, it's so that was that and was I my don't main think issue it, with it. And I don't think either either um, Alvarez isn't allowed to fully go after his thematics or it doesn't quite land. So it's not just not entertaining. It's not saying anything. Yeah, unless and what I it's think... saying is if you try to um, go off heroin or whatever you're going to end up having everyone around you die it's <laughs> a good it's a good message just keep doing drugs kids um, yep. um uh i mean that being said i think we've been talking for 20 odd minutes now and it sounds like we're sort of dumping on the film i love the ending i thought the ending yeah. with the buckets of rain was fantastic yeah like <laughs> raining blood that was fan friggin awesome <laughs> oh, okay, I'm that's glad the you thing like it's, that too. it's once 
once it gets to that, once it gets to the point where she's the only one left, and I yeah. like there were a couple of interesting things that it did do with the whole, I guess, Evil Dead mythos or whatever. When you're at the start, you were following girl running through the woods and she's being chased. We think, oh God, she's the one in trouble, but then she turns out to be the demon. Yeah. And then at the end, when um, Jane Levy's character is the first one that is possessed, she is then buried alive by her brother to stop the demonness, and then she's yeah. brought back to life. I like that a lot. And then he's killed, and so she's the only one left. So I think from when she came back, that's when it really kicked into high gear. Yeah, no, it did. Cause it was funny because it fooled me. I did think, oh, this is the end of it. And then it wasn't. It was clearly not the end at all. Like Because she survives. And you're like, okay, she's, she's, she's been saved, and then she can go off, and they can have a sequel with her. But then it becomes way big. Like on the on the trivia, it's like uh, Freddie Freddie Alvarez used fifty thousand liters of blood, Jesus. and uh, apparently they only used three hundred liters or gallons of blood in the first one, in the first Evil Dead. And I and I, I saw I read this before I watched the movie, and I was like, what? That's ridiculous. That's a stupid number. Fifty thousand doesn't make any sense. And then when I saw the end of the film, I was like, oh, it's because it's raining blood, yep. right? <laughs> that makes sense. Now I understand. I I really liked uh, when he was. So the 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 curses or there's all these things that you can you can do to lift the curse right lift the demon out of people the position yeah you can burn the um, originator alive yep. or you can bury Decap- them de- or, or decapitate them or decapitate de- de- sever them yeah so all those things essentially are going to kill someone so he figures out a way to keep her alive I didn't know what he was doing I was trying to figure it out I was like oh he's put a bag over her head and then he buries her and and even before that he builds this weird contraption with. Mm. Uh, needles and <laughs> looked up to the generator and I was like what's going on and that was like used to revive her I love that sort of stuff where you have like a mythos or some sort of a supernatural thing and you use like science to get around it <laughs> I think that's good uh, it just reminded me of um, <laughs> it's a stupid thing to remind me of but it just did did you remember the Gargoyles t- TV cartoon from back in the yeah. day oh yeah Gargoyles Hell yeah. So, yeah so the whole thing with Gargoyles was like there were these Gargoyles or dudes or whatever it was but they were like set in stone as a curse and the way to lift the curse was to build put the castle above the clouds and so in in the present time like he present day billionaire or whatever builds a massive skyscraper to put the castle on top of it was a reminder of of course (laughs) that's the sort of stuff I love that sort of stuff because it's it's awesome because it's like ah our future thought processes have outwitted you and your supernatural curses (laughs) science (laughs) science did yes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but then uh, so I think the now I've seen the Ash vs. Evil Dead TV series but you I haven't haven't managed to so I have nothing to you can't talk to me about it (laughs) sorry I can talk to the listeners about it that maybe they've seen it sure but it's going to be a very one way conversation but go ahead I mean I I enjoyed that a lot more than this film we basically it, it, we just described how we like the end of the film, but we're basically saying fuck you, Fetty Alvarez. I'm not saying fuck you, Fetty Alvarez. Like I said, I think his his new film looks yeah. great. Yeah, great. And um, there was some interesting stuff going on in the film, but hmm. I did not like it uh, at no. all. I think there's not enough there for me to say I enjoyed it. Certainly didn't enjoy it. And yeah, again, there's weird gender sexual politics stuff. Well, do you want to explain? Because I, I didn't pick up on that, necessarily. Um, Except for the tree rape. I mean, I get that's pretty straightforward yeah, stuff. Yeah, so 
so that uh, that it's all of the all of the women die first, and then and then her brother's the only active agent at the end. Yeah, um, yeah. The the second so once our main girl, the recovering droid addict Mia, keep forgetting their character names, whatever, um, is possessed. It's uh, the second one to to get taken over and die as a woman and she cuts her own face off sort of <laughs> which was good that was a good scare super gross and then attacks her boyfriend in the bathroom unseen by anyone else and he smashes her head in with a was it the toilet bowl or the sink sink something sink. Yeah. And then everyone comes in and finds them like that doesn't question him killing his girlfriend like <laughs> at all And then Druggie's brother's girlfriend is dragged down into the um, cellar with her and she oh, slices her tongue in half, which is super friggin' gross and I couldn't actually watch. Um, and then she comes on to her and is all moving up her legs sexy-wise and it's just weird oh that's true i suppose i, I just thought that there is like possessed demon stuff but yeah you know you're right that is weird um i mean that that all being said the the, the non-questioning of it i mean yeah that that's a very good point to make but it also i i feel like that just plays into the fact that the characters seem inconsistent at some points they're co- constantly questioning what's going on and then at other points they're like completely accepting of the fact that something supernatural is happening and it seems to not be consistent, and it annoyed me. I was like, why don't you... You're either one or the other, right? You're not, like, sceptical and then a believer. Yeah, I just didn't really sort of feel like these characters were people. Right. Uh, well, they're, like, they're, they're all... so thinly sketched. Yeah, but they're, and they're, they're all interchangeable. I mean, as soon as they get covered in Pretty blood much. and gore, and I can't tell who is who. Like, the yeah. out of the girl. And I can tell the guys, because one of them is wearing glasses. So I was like, okay, that's the two different guys. <laughs> Yeah, um, and ah oh man, and so like Jane Levy, the Mia, the 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 drug addict, she's kind of the strongest performer I think out of a lot of them. But then she's a possessed person for the majority of the film. Oh, it's funny. I, I thought I actually thought the acting was was pretty strong overall. Did you? Oh, have it was, yeah, with? it was fine. But I just oh, thought right. she was the standout. Right. Yeah, you know, she was kind of the one that almost you're drawn to more, but then she's chucked off into yeah, and then land. and then the brother becomes the active agent. He's actually the one that's the most active up until the final scene, right? None of them really do enough. He sort of shoots people and stuff. Oh, glasses do does a bit too. Me, yeah, he reads aloud. The twat. <laughs> Is he saying Remy's old mobile turned up? Yep, so they all rusted out. Sure, good. So again, um, it's like, yes, yeah, it's weird callbacks that. Can I ask you this then? Um, I mean, we sort of we're, we're quite critical of it, which is good, being critical stuff. But um, as a horror film, I found it quite scary. Was it? Did you find it scary? Does it succeed on that level for you? Um, I don't know that I found it scary. More gross. 
I mean, it's definitely you know? more. It's definitely more gross for sure. But I mean, like, it still gave me scares, and I was just wondering, uh, you know, as as with all with all of its failings, it's still still somewhat frightening. So that's good for a horror film, right? Yeah, I can't remember like any big scares. Just kind of good, like really super gross gore. Yeah, I would say the reveal of the woman cutting her face off was quite scary to me. It's gross, but I also find it scary. <laughs> Super gross. Um, Super gross. Oh, also, they killed the dog, so I was out then. And that's true. They did kill a dog. You can't kill animals in movies. It's true. You can't kill pets. That's a big no-no, right? And that also kind of went nowhere. I know. That that, that was another thing that annoyed me. I was like, oh, the dog's going to be something important. And it didn't. It wasn't anything. No, it was brought along, and then it was killed, and the guy found it and had a flash that it was Mia who had done it. Or something, and so went to confront her, and then that's when he found her boiling in the shower. Yeah, I'm not too sure why he had a flash. That flash, I don't understand that. It's a weird psychic connection between brother and sister. I don't know. Don't make any sense. Sure, why not? Yep. Um, I was going to make comment of how great I thought the cinematography was because I did think it was great, but then I've also got a note here saying this house is so dimly lit. <laughs> like, why would you live in this house? If you were in this house and bad things were happening, why don't you just turn on all the lights and light up all the candles you possibly could? Because that's what I would do. But I guess then I it wouldn't know. be atmospheric. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Um, yeah, there's some there's some interesting stuff I think going on in this film, but I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big gore hound. I no, I think it's um, a, I think it's a gore hound film. If you're a gore hound guy, this is your this is your thing. This is yeah. Your, this is your jam. There's just I didn't enjoy it. So it's why funny. would I? It's funny, both of us just said, oh, we're not gore guys, but we both really like the end with the bloody raid. I guess because it's kind of funny. It's well, kind of over the that's top. Totally, that's, that's, yeah, that's over the top. That's not that's really the top. bodies being disintegrated by a nail gun to the face or um, sledgehammer to the hand or anything like that, or a knife slowly slicing through someone's tongue. Like, See, the nail, the nail gun thing I liked because it was kind of over the top. Like, Also, why is there a nail gun there? Like, Why, why is there... There. I guess why not? <laughs> Nothing else was like a well. I guess there was a chainsaw, but yeah. So I guess that that's because the nail gun to the face is over the top, so it's kind of funny. And they don't necessarily show a close up of the nail going in, but they do like close ups of the knife going into that woman's face and all that sort of stuff. Oh well, doesn't that they? Oh, they the the needle. Oh, the, yeah, the specky guy gets stabbed in the face with the hypodermic needle and then has to pull it out from under his eye oh Jesus super gross super gross super gross okay I think we're coming to the end of this did you want to you didn't talk about you didn't talk about Ash vs. Evil Dead did you want to no because you kept buddy talking over me you dick Um, no you can talk about it I just like Ash vs. Evil Dead is very much more in the vein of Army of Darkness and is very much more a direct continuation of the Evil Dead original evil dead mythos i guess more than um this film yeah this film doesn't it doesn't like they put sam they put um, ash at the end of it but it doesn't really play into the mythos at all right no and having ash show up at the end does makes no sense like with given the tone of this film (laughs) it's not it's it's a yeah I, i almost think this this film would have been better not having the Evil Dead moniker on it. Yeah, it feels like its own thing. Like it could have, yeah, it could very well have been its own weird demon possession film. 
But it is interesting because you could, you could, you could like it could be like Evil Dead Two. You could have a sequel to this with Ash coming into it and making it a new thing. That's kind of funny. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah. Five stars. Five stars. Three stars. Sure. Two two bloody stumps. Who knows? <laughs> our friend, our friend Benjamin Francham is in Ash vs Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. This so is, is if you're listening, demon. Benjamin. You're awesome. He was also um, Peter in um, What We Do in the Shadows. So that's our that's our slight personal connection to this series of films. Hurrah! Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> given Ben's appearance as Peter and uh, as a crazy demon in Ash vs Evil Dead, he's almost like a New Zealand's own Duncan Jones or not, not Duncan Jones. Doug um, Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. That one. That's true because he um, he's also turned up as a as a monster in Legend of the Seeker. Um, we should probably talk to him. He's probably been in a whole bunch of other Sam Raimi Rob Tabbitt things. I'm not sure. So, good on you, Benjamin. If you're I'd say we, we we could say keep an eye out for him, but he'll be covered in prosthetics. So. <laughs> you wouldn't know what he looks like. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think I'm good. I'm. Uh, I think yeah. Like, I feel like I've been bagging on this film, but it just it pushed me away so hard. Yeah, yeah, I me too. Uh, uh, I would say uh, if you're into gore, it's your thing, and if you can handle it, stick it out to the end because I think the end is great. Yeah, the end is full on awesome. mental good. Like, mm. yeah, but I think uh, Fede Alvarez's next film is really going to be show what he can do. Yeah, uh, I think the the main thing I've got my note here. Just the last, my last thing was I think it's the gore is is neither done. Is, 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 is really unsettling and then also mixed with childish glee, but it kind of lands somewhere in the middle, so it doesn't do either effectively. So I think that's, that's my main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so that's it. Uh, you can find me on uh, the Twitter at Rajeefilm, R-A-J-E-E-V-F-I-L-M. And I'm on, on the Twitter also as uh, Andy James underscore Inc. with a K. Um, and you can find us there to totally disagree with us about this film if you like or not but do please join us next time and uh, and, and rate and review we haven't got any ratings yes. and reviews so we'd really appreciate those please we'd really appreciate yes on the iTunes and all that sort of jazz it, it does help um, the podcast if you can rate and review and tell tell other people about it cool spread the word and uh, that's that's episode 4 we'll be back soon thanks guys Cheerio.